Virginia Writers Podcast Bonus Show Number Three. Hola, citizens, and welcome to another West Virginia Writers Podcast Bonus Show. This being Number Three. For the show, I went into the archives and dug out some of the outtakes that I'd saved from our one of our most popular regularly downloaded episodes. That would be episode four, featuring West Virginia writer's first vice president, Kat Pleska. Really? Really? You're, you're really starting this early in the show? Well, good job, Mutt, because you just overshot your cue by a good couple of pages. No, no, don't make excuses about it. You're early and you messed it all up. I'm going to have to re-record everything again. No, read your script. You're not supposed to interrupt until the end of the show. Here, look. It's right right here in the stage direction. See? It says, Eric plays the final outtake. Eric comes back on and says, Thank you once again to Cat Plus for... Excuse me, I was talking. As I was saying, it says, Eric comes back on to thank Cat. Oh, I get it. You're barking because you think she's really a cat. Well, she's not. That's just her name. Pleska is her last name and Kathy. Now stop it! She's not really a cat. It's short for Kathy. I swear, it's short for Kathy. Here, I'll prove it. Just listen. You're the nomination for West Virginia Writers' first vice president this year, but this is not your first time to serve on the board for West Virginia Writers. When did you serve before and in what capacity? Well, I think it was in the late 90s. I, I served a year as a secretary, and I served a year as a uh, treasurer. And uh, then I served as the coordinator for the Jug Award. Uh, that's a special award that West Virginia Writers award to writers who have served as mentors to other writers or as have written extensively uh, and been published in their own right. And Jug stands for Just Uncommonly Good. And so in the early uh, 2000s, uh, I uh, was the coordinator for that, as well as appearing as a um, workshop leader at some of the conferences. And um, after I had been the JUG coordinator for three or four years, I asked that someone else take that over. I like to spread that work around throughout various members of the organization. And uh, Joe McKay very kindly took over from me and Joe uh, was doing a beautiful job with that when he unexpectedly and much to everyone's sorrow uh, passed away. So I did uh, present the Jug Award in his stead just this past year at the conference. And actually, we presented one for Joe McCabe himself yes. for all the work he's done for the organization. Yes. I mean, his spirit was very strong there before he passed away, and I think it continues. And uh, he was a wonderful uh, inspiration for all of us. Uh, and. Uh, He's sorely missed. I wish we could have given him one before his passing. Yes, absolutely. I wish we could have. He was very sweet. When he was first uh, jug coordinator, uh, it's all kept very secret, the secret ballots. And unbeknownst to me, he arranged to to have me voted on and awarded uh, a jug award uh, for mentoring writers. And that was was very sneaky of him, and uh, I deeply appreciated it. He was sneaky like that. Yes, he was. And a wonderful playwright. I understand you're working on a documentary film now called Civilizations and Civil Servants, but you're you're not the documentarian. Uh, that is filmmaker Terry Lively. You're the script. You're writing the script for it. Yes, um, I uh, met her uh, when she approached the the uh, West Virginia Labor History Association board looking uh, for some sponsorship for a grant that she was writing to the uh, Humanities Council uh, to support her in making this film. 
And uh, we got to talking, and she realized I was a writer, and she asked me if I wanted to come on board and uh, work with her, her on this uh, documentary. I've never done anything like this in my life, but I do like new challenges. And I have uh, observed her work that she has done, and I, I uh, admired it. And so uh, we are now working on a grant, on the narrative for the grant, uh, to submit to the Humanities Council, hopefully for some funding to help us with this. But we should be working on this over the summer. How does that work? Do you write the script around her footage, or is it a, a more collaborative than that? I think probably what will happen initially is, as she does some archival research, uh, you know, footage, finding footage perhaps at the archives in Charleston, uh, I will be able to... Um, piece together a script based on some of that archival footage. But I hope what I hope to do is attend some of the, uh, the tapings with her, and then from that uh, collaboration, um, from watching the film and listening to the people uh, talk, uh, base my script on uh, that kind of after the fact, rather than having the script drive you know, what we're going to be looking for. And so it's clearly going to be uh, a collaborative effort. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that aspect of it, too. I do like to collaborate with other with other artists. If everything lines up and the stars align just right and you hold mm-hmm. your tongue in your cheek and get your <laughs> shoes tied just right, when do you think this would, would come to fruition? I think she plans to uh, 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 release the film, begin showing it locally probably, I think, Labor Day of 2010. Kat, we have an essay of yours we'd like to play. Yes, this is, essay is titled Under a Buck, and this is from uh, my memoir where I write about a, an incident that happened to me when I was a teenager. This was one where I had attended a Pioneer Days in Marlinton, West Virginia, and Pearl Buck was there, and I, I discovered that, indeed, uh, authors are real, live people. Uh, this aired in uh, January 2007. From a love of reading as a child sprang the dream to be an author. I had no idea what it meant to be a writer, but books had weight. I could hold them, feel their reality. Authors seemed unreal. I had never seen one. I had no idea how they created universes, peopled with ordinary and extraordinary folks. I was convinced it was all magic. As a young teen, I once traveled with my family to Marlinton, West Virginia, to the Pioneer Days Festival. The pungent smell of ramps and brown beans cooking filled the air and mingled with the sweet scent of cotton candy. For parade viewing, a set of bleachers had been erected on the main street. My family and I waited at the street's edge for the parade to begin when a misty rain began to fall. I was short enough to stand under the bleachers to stay dry. I peered between the seat gaps, but my view was partially blocked by denim-clad legs dangling from overhead. After a few moments of glimpsing public safety vehicles rolling by, my attention was drawn to the only bare pair of legs in front of me. A navy skirt of satiny fabric fell to mid-shin but the small visible portions of her legs were heavily patterned with varicose veins, like highway lines on a map. The stocky legs, blundering down to thick ankles, came to a sudden halt at the end of a pair of black, old lady, sensible shoes. My eyes were tracing the path of the leg veins when I heard the mayor say, 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce West Virginia's great lady of literature, Pearl Buck. The legs before me uncrossed, and Pearl Buck stood up. I was directly under the Pulitzer and Nobel Prize-winning author of The Good Earth. I had heard her name in our studies of West Virginia history in school. Yet authors had remained for me as unknowable as presidents and war heroes. I watched Buck's legs shift as she waved to the crowd, then sat back down. At that moment, in my young mind, authors became as real and as tangible as leg veins. When I returned home that evening, I headed to my room and flipped open a notebook and wrote and wrote and wrote. Years have passed, and I have a few leg veins myself, but also published writing to my credit. Although the dream for me began under a buck, through time I've come to know the true cost of realizing dreams comes from time and energy spent and much hard work. These are the elements each of us possesses to make dreams come true. But then, that's when the real magic begins. And that about wraps things up for bonus episode three of the West Virginia Writers Podcast, featuring radio essayist and West Virginia Writers board member, Kat Pleska. Well, I see someone's finally paying attention to the script now. Have I at least convinced you that Kat Pleska isn't really a cat? No, I don't care that she uses a picture of a cat in her Facebook profile. She's not really a cat. No, I don't care if her webpage says she's seen the musical Cats 27 times. She's not a cat. No, and I don't care that she has a Twitter account and just tweeted that she thinks the little bird mascot on there looks awfully tasty. You just made that up. No, shut it. We're done. Yeah, well, remind me to lock the studio door when we interview poet Reginald Van Squirrel in a couple of weeks. Join us next time for the West Virginia Writers Podcast.